0: hello my friends welcome my name is joe this is the joe martino show and today we're going to talk about a way for you to be happier for me to be happier by fighting less battles it is mental health awareness month i don't know if you know that or not but that's what may is so we're going to talk about mental health issues actually we kind of do that anyhow all right let's kick it off this is the joe martino show You are listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, my friends, what shall we talk about today? There's a lot that I want to talk about. Last week, you know that I started to talk about how do we construct our identity, self-construct, others' construct, what are the sources of, of those? And, and we just went a different direction. We ended up going talking about personal responsibility. Uh, today, we are not going to actually talk about that. What we're going to talk about today is coming up. First of all, I want to give you a quote from today, or for today, the podcast quote of the the episode. What would that be? The quote of the episode, maybe? And one of my employees and friends and colleagues put this up uh, on her Facebook. When you have something to say, silence is a lie. That's a good quote. That's a lot of truth. Uh, That'd be a fun one we could talk about again. We've talked about it in the past, but we could talk about, hey, what is uh, peace? Because a lot of people mistakenly believe that peace is the absence of conflict, when in reality, peace is processed conflict. And you can see what the idea that the, the absence of conflict as peace is doing to our society, is doing to our world. We, we don't have conversations where we disagree anymore without it either becoming an attack or without people uh, just disengaging. They just don't have the conversation. When people do things, we, we don't have that conversation anymore at all. Even if it's hurtful. Like yesterday, somebody said something that I found offensive, and I actually said it and I was like, that's kind of hurtful. And... I'm going to circle back around to that and talk to them about it the next time I see them. And and yet we don't do that because it, in order to have peace, we can't have conflict. But you can't talk about something that was hurtful unless you have conflict. And so last week, I talked about this idea of personal responsibility even when you're offended. And sure enough, I, I got emails and a few letters, uh, even one direct message on Twitter, which caught me off guard because I didn't, yeah, just I was like, oh, wait, what is this? Uh, where some people wrote in and they talked about this idea that if I'm offended, it's your responsibility to change. I just want to be really clear. I 100% disagree with that. I 100% disagree with the idea that if I'm offended, I say to you, you offended me. I'm the one who has to change or excuse me. You're the one who has to change. I don't, I do not. It's 100% patently false that that is 100% accurate. And I hate universe. Now, If you offended me, you might need to change. You might need to apologize and do something different. Or I might need to change. I might need to do something different. I might need to put a charitable interpretation on what you said. I might be able to actually look at myself and say, well, that offended me, and it's completely my responsibility that it offended me. That's the whole point of that episode, that you can be offended, I can be offended, and it doesn't mean the person who offended us did something wrong and that's really hard. Today isn't quite a part two to that, but it is something that I want you to consider. Fight less battles. I say this all the time. In fact, my same friend who posted the quote earlier put up a quote about, you know, pick your battles, no pick less, no pick less. And one of the commenters actually made a comment, well, sometimes the battles pick me. And I wanted to say, and I didn't, here's me picking a battle. I wanted to say probably less pick you than you think we, one of the things that we do is we give up happiness, chasing, making sure that people we don't even know, know we're right. And, and and I've thought a lot about this. I was just talking to a friend of mine recently about how one of the things that I think is interesting as you look generationally from when my parents were my age to, to me being my age now, is they did not have the onslaught of other people's opinion in their face 24-7, 365. There was not a 24-hour news cycle. There was not a, uh, you know, the internet didn't exist when I was a kid. I'm trying to think if my parents would be my age now. I, I think they would have been not. Eh, maybe. Yes, they would have. They would have been just a little bit. uh, When the internet actually kind of kicked off, they were my age right now. And, you know, with the internet, there's a lot of great things about the internet. There's a lot of great things about technology that I really, really like. One of them is I can stay in touch with friends halfway around the world. Actually, I can stay in touch with friends all the way around the world. I have a friend uh, that I stay in touch with, uh, you know, not all that regularly, but I know they're able to listen to my podcast. Uh, They've reached out. We've talked about it. Person I knew in college. And they're in Australia, which is literally all the way around the world for me. Uh, just today, I've talked to a friend in Florida multiple times, and I'm in Michigan. So there's a lot of awesome things about technology. We run our entire business off of it. One of the cost of that benefit is this reality that you are inundated with people's opinions 24-7. And people get to say, well, I'm just saying this, and I don't want to argue. Well, I'm not here to argue, but, or, well, this is just my opinion. I remember one time a couple years ago, a girl that I was in grad school with, she said, went on this long tirade that I feel, as an Italian, American of Italian descent, I felt was very anti-Italian. And she ended it with, Salah. Like, oh, okay, well, because you put a religious spin on it, woo. You can say whatever you want. No, no, actually you can't. That's not okay. And and I feel that this is inappropriate. And I didn't, I didn't fight that battle. That's what I want to talk to you about today is, is how do you fight less battles? How do you engage in less arguments with your spouse? How do you engage? Why are you fighting the battles that you're fighting and fight less? There are people who are like, well, I just, I can't help it. That's hogwash. You can help it. You do not have to chase an argument. You don't. You, you know, one of the things that, that I talk about a lot with parents in the room is, is I'm like, "Just why are?" You, I'll always ask them, okay, well, why are you fighting this battle? Well, my daughter, blah, 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 my son, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Why are, I get what you're saying, but I need to ask you a question before we go any further. Why are you fighting this battle? Had a parent reach out to me about something in the school, and that happened in their school, and, and they were ready to go to the principal armed, metaphorically speaking. And I was like, okay, well, why are you going to go fight that battle? Your son is X amount of years old. He's in X grade. Why are you fighting this battle? Fight less battles. If you truly want peace and contentment, you have to figure out a way to fight less battles. Because the thing of it is, is we're chasing happiness, but happiness is a byproduct of peace and contentment. And probably I'm saying those backwards. It's probably contentment first, then peace, then happiness. You know, revisiting my parents, they had the people to the left and the right of us. We lived on a small development, kind of like this development just put on a street uh, in the middle of nowhere. Well, not in the middle of nowhere, in between two towns, I guess, in Pennsylvania. Actually, the only town in Pennsylvania, here's a little trivia for you. The only town in Pennsylvania uh, officially is Bloomsburg. Everything else is a borough or a village, and I believe Berwick was called a borough at the time. I don't know what it's called now. Uh, but you know, so we had the people to the left and the right of us, and there was some conflict. Like the people on the one side of us, uh, there was a little bit of conflict there. The people on the other side, there really wasn't conflict. In fact, he was a school teacher. Um, but I imagine my parents were exposed to his uh, ideology, to his opinion. The people across the street from us, we knew him, we saw him, we waved, we talked. You know, occasionally about the you know the the n- innocuous stuff that you talk about, but not a lot of opinion. My parents were, were regular church attenders, so. That's probably where the majority of their interactions came with political ideology, with worldview ideology, those types of things. Uh, and, and then certainly there was, you know, their family, their, my parents' family, but they were an hour away. Uh, and back then, you know, phone calls cost money. It weren't, it was, it weren't like today. It wasn't like today. Where you could just, you know, I can pick up my phone right now and call a friend of mine in California. Well, not right now. It'd be really early where he's at. But I could call a friend of mine in California and just talk to him for as long as I wanted. And my phone bill does not uh, change at all. And, you know, I when I was in college, I flew to uh, Peru. And I remember you had to buy phone cards, phone um, cards. In order to call back, and when I traveled across, I traveled around the country for a little bit. Uh, I had a one eight hundred number that I could call uh, to talk to my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. So that worked out well. Uh, incidentally, she graduated four years ago on the day that this podcast will drop, um, and she's pretty amazing. Uh, probably the best therapist in the house. Uh, which is a little hard for my ego to take. That that would be a fun. I'm a little, I'm a little struggling with my ADHD this morning, but that would be a fun, maybe that would be a good Father's Day episode, a fun episode to do. It is interesting being married to an incredibly strong, incredibly accomplished, incredibly uh, force of nature person, and I do think it's a little bit harder for guys. Than it may be for girls. I don't know. I've never, I've never experienced it from that point of view, so I, I don't know. But, but you know, my wife is a force of nature. She's very strong. And when we were dating, in order to call her, I had to have a one eight hundred number. We're gonna stick with just that, and we're gonna move forward. Who knows? Tune in on Father's Day week, and who knows what that episode will be about. Ah, if you're wondering, I do draw out my episodes, um, usually about four weeks in advance. Uh, so we're not to Father's Day yet, although yeah, we're pretty close, middle of June. Um, but but you know, so with my parents, there was not there was a smaller number of people who got to share their opinion. And when you bring when I bring this up to people, sometimes I get pushback like, "Well, that's how we get echo chambers." I'm not so sure what we have today is really much different from echo chambers. My liberal friends all post their liberal memes. They all hang out in their liberal arenas. My conservative friends all post their conservative memes. They all hang out in their conservative arenas. And, and they just kind of have their own echo chambers. Their numbers are just larger, which is what I want to talk about, because I think that larger number invites us to more fights and invites us to more battles. We run down things that, that just don't matter. So the first question that I want you to ask, there's going to be a couple questions I want you to ask you, a few questions I want you to ask yourself today. The first one is, why do I believe I need to fight this battle? What is the objective of fighting this battle? Why do I need to fight it? Because most of you don't, let's just start, we'll just start with spouses and kids. Just because you're feeling upset, you're feeling irritated, you're feeling dialed up, that doesn't mean anything other than you're feeling upset, you're feeling irritated, and you're dialed up, you might not need to say anything. You probably don't need to engage in the majority of the things where you feel that way. And this is the, my beef with the phrase, well, it makes me angry. Well, uh, does it, though? Because you don't you have control over what you do with your anger? And you don't really have control over the birth of the anger. But when we say, well, it makes me angry, it sets us up to be able to say, and so, you know, I did this because that just makes me angry. Well, no, 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 hold on. You didn't. What did you gain by engaging in that battle? That's the second question, right? Or, or, or 1A. What do I think I'm going to gain by engaging in this battle? And, of course, you know me. What is it going to cost me if I engage in this battle? What, what do I know it will cost me? And what are the potential costs? And, and there's just so many things that people fight about, that they argue about, that they go chase down, that they go run down, that they get offended over, that you didn't need to fight that battle. You didn't have to fight that battle. The possibility of the reward was far, 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 far less than the cost, than the known cost. Forget the unknown cost. When I was a kid, I once heard someone say, there's only two types of battles you engage, those you have to and those you can win. And they were talking about a little bit of a different con, uh, context. But the principle, I think, applies. Why do you think you have to fight this battle? Whatever the battle is, why do you have to fight it? I, I, I talked to people. I remember one time, probably, I don't know, probably about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago now, earlier, er, er, earlier in my career, maybe. Uh, I had parents come to me, and they were very concerned because their seventh-grade daughter refused to wear matching socks. And, I mean, they had grounded her... They had taken privileges from her. They had, they had, I mean, they had gone to the wall. And I just said, why? Why are you fighting this battle? Why does it matter if your seventh grader doesn't wear matching socks? What are you hoping to gain? Is there a sock police that I don't know about? And I almost always tell people, including myself, just because you're irritated, you need a better reason than I'm irritated. That's not a good reason. Why are you engaging in whatever battle it is you're fighting? If you're arguing with someone, why are you engaging? What do you hope to gain? What's the cost? These are important questions. In the Bible, Jesus is quoted as saying, no man builds a house. He, would, he probably meant no person. Builds a house without first measuring the cost. And yet, one of the things that, that I think is true, like I know counselors see on repeat, is many, many people engage in conflict without first measuring the cost they don't know what they're aiming for they don't know what they're hoping to achieve they just know they're going to war and they don't even know why like why is the battle that you're about to fight worth fighting what do you hope to gain what do you hope is the cost what are potential costs that you're not thinking about and and this is true all over. And look, I'm not afraid of confrontation. If you know me, you know that I will have hard conversations with anybody. I will say almost anything to almost anyone if I believe it's necessary. But that's the point that I'm trying to, to drive home today that I hope we, we leave this episode with. How are you determining what is the point? How are you determining what is the cost? How are you determining what the, the, is it worth it? What are you hoping to engage? Because I'm not arguing that we should avoid conflict. I, I'm not. Yeah, please, you, you've got to know me well enough to know that. I am arguing that we need to know why we're engaging in conflict. What's, what's the desired outcome? What's the, what's the cost? What's the cost that we think we're going to pay? And then what's the cost that we're, we're not considering? What are those potential costs? That's how you know you've put time into it. And it allows this to become a response, not a reaction. And, and so one of the questions that I ask people is, is this a reaction to something inside of you? So when, when, when like the, the sock parents, I mean, I've had all sorts of conversations. I, I had a guy who, uh, because of his life, uh, work schedule, he was unable to cut the grass and he didn't like the way his wife cut the grass and he'd snap at her. I'd be like, does that sound like a way to have a good communication with someone? Uh, I, I've talked to people who didn't want to be friends with other people anymore because of who they voted for politically. It's just insane to me. I've talked to people who, well, they, they don't support sports the way that they should. They don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with them anymore. What? what? Why are you engaging in this conflict? Why are you ready to blow something up over, over an issue or over 10 issues? Why? What, what's, the, what's, what's the hope there? And you have to wrestle with the idea of, am I reacting or am I responding? Is something that happened actually something inside of me, an unhealed thing inside of me, an unhealed wound inside of me? Is something that's going on? And there are people that they put up stuff on their Facebook, their social media, or they say something. I remember one time I I was in a group conversation and, and somebody, a group, like a group of people, not like a group text. And And somebody said something, and I just remember thinking, oh, my, did they really just say that? But then I got to thinking it through. I'm like, you know, that really has nothing to do with their words. It has far more to do with this wound in me that isn't healed yet. And I have to wrestle that out. Because once we figure out, okay, well, why am I doing this, 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 you know, as we try to wrestle, well, why am I doing this? Why am I engaging in picking a battle we need to ask ourselves some questions. What do I hope to gain? What's the cost? Is this a reaction to something inside of me? Because I want responses. Responses are thought out. So if I'm in a place of life where things are blowing up around me, I need to be more cautious about how I engage in conflict with other people. I I, I just, I do. If I'm in a place that's, that's tired, I need to be more careful about engaging in conflict with other people. If I'm in a place where uh I am I'm I'm hurting, I need to be more careful because I'm probably I'm expanding you only have so much energy in a day, right? You only have so much energy in a day to be able to handle what's going on in your life. And if I'm expanding energy to manage that pain, to manage that hurt, to manage that wound, I have less energy to manage my disagreement with whoever I'm disagreeing with. And therefore, I'm more likely and more tempted to want to blow up or to get snooty or to walk away. I'm more tempted to just give in to the reaction, which is often an angry reaction. And and as you lean into that and you start asking yourself, what's going on inside of me, your responses improve. And as your responses improve, you just pick less battles. And sometimes that means, yes, you're not friends with them anymore. I, I think of a, a person I knew in college who was just always berating uh, uh, people who did not share her view on teachers. And I was just done. I was just like, look, I just don't, I don't have the emotional energy to deal with this. And so she would, like, I, I just stopped following her and stopped reading her stuff. Well, then she would come to my wall. And I finally, I sent her a message. I, was, I hope I was nice. I was like, hey. You know, look, I just don't appreciate the way that you're you're blowing up my friends. You're attacking my friends. You're blowing stuff up, and I know that this could be potential conflict. But if it can't stop, I'm not sure that we can be friends. Boom, deleted. Okay, that's fine. Like that's okay with me. If the truth is, I, I probably would have deleted her. I've had friends that I talk to in real life that I that I have been real life friends with and we talked about this in the friends uh, in an episode about friends about how some friendships just naturally die. By the way, a fun episode coming up is what's the difference between grief and feeling bad, uh, especially like when you leave work and suddenly you're not friends with the people where you worked anymore. You're, you're not their enemy, you're just not their friend. That's a fun episode coming up based on a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. But what is the response? versus what is the reaction? A response might be, I'm no longer going to be friends with this person, but it's thought out. You're still going to get in conflict, but if, but instead of it being just a knee-jerk reaction, a thing that isn't thought out, the response is thought out. Okay, I'm getting involved in this conflict because. I'm staying engaged in this conflict because. And you have answers after that word because. And the answer needs to be better than because I'm right and they're wrong. That's not just a That's a starting point, but that's not a very good reason. And, And so one of the things, one of the side products, one of perhaps the cost of modern technology is that we are more likely to be invited to an argument, invited to a battle, invited to a conflict than maybe our parents' generation would have been. That doesn't mean we need to attend every battle that we're invited to. It doesn't mean that we need to attend every fight that we're invited to. It doesn't mean that every time we're upset, we need to go make sure that person knows. All right, last question. If I die tomorrow, does this, whatever it is, matter? Is the conflict worth it? Am I willing to lose the relationship over the conflict? Now, that's a little severe, but I start there. And if I'm not willing to lose the relationship over the conflict, Then I work my way through the. I don't start there as far as the questions. I I really do try to start with the why question. But then, okay, am I willing to lose the relationship? Because if I'm not, I better have a really compelling why. And at the same time, I, I, you know, okay, well, if I were to die, would this matter? Or they were to die, would this matter? And if the answer is no, then why does it matter today? One of the six rules of communication. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'd encourage you to pick up my book. You can find it wherever uh, quality books are sold. You can find it at our offices. Also at uh, Amazon.com, you can get the Kindle version or the paperback version. What? Why does it matter? Rule, rule, rule three of the six rules. Uh, that I share with you in that book that were shared with me many, many years ago, four of them, and I added two. Does it have to be a problem? Whatever it is, does it have to be a problem? In this context of, of trying to decide how I fight less battles, why does it have to be a problem? If I were to die, would it matter? If they were to die, would it matter? Am I willing to lose the relationship over it? If the answer to any of those is no, I need to have a really compelling reason why I'm about to engage in it in, in, in real life. Or, or, you know, then why am I going to go engage in this conflict? What happens if I give myself 24 hours to calm down or 48 hours to calm down? Would it still bother me then? Most people won't even remember 48 hours from now. If they don't engage, whatever it is. If they just walk away, 48 hours from now, they won't matter. I know I said last question, but I was wrong. This is actually the last question. Is engaging in this conflict wise? Is fighting this battle wise? Whether it's with my kids, my wife, my best friend, my neighbors, my business partners, whoever it is, is engaging in this battle wise? I really truly believe that's one of the best questions you can ever ask yourself: Is it wise? Uh, I, right and wrong can be uh, a little—I I think a little bit trickier. But I can't think of—I can think of things that would be—you could say—well, they're not wrong to do, but they're not wise. I can think of nothing that is wise that is also wrong. I, I can't, there's nothing there. So why does this matter? You know, that's, that's that question of would I be willing to lose the relationship over this? Would it matter if I was dead tomorrow or they were dead tomorrow? And then is this wise, is engaging in this wise, is, is, is going down this path wise? Most of the time it isn't. So for instance, you know, on, on Facebook, you, you see something that you would disagree with or on social media, You don't have to engage it. I had somebody, they just went off on me about uh, the fact that I don't support their political candidate. I just didn't engage them. I just said, thanks for sharing. And that got them, yes, they were more mad. They reacted more strongly. I had a conversation one time many, many years ago, I think back in 2011, uh, maybe 2009, so, so many years ago. Uh, with a guy at church. He was talking about something and I was just like, you know, we're probably not going to agree on this. I hope you have a wonderful night. And he literally walked out of the building. Now it's church. So he just sat in a sermon and he's screaming, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm like, holy cow, dude, chill, relax. Uh, A friend of mine was, a friend of mine and I were talking when this other gentleman came up. And my friend who was talking to me was like, I, I don't know what to do right now. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. We don't have to engage it we don't have to engage it. It isn't wise to engage. I didn't say this in my head. I thought it. it isn't wise to engage it. We can avoid that conflict. All right. So I hope that that helps you. Some questions to ask, why am I doing this? What's the desired outcome? What's the cost? Is this a reaction or a response, right? Is this a reaction to something inside of me or is it a response to what happened? Is it a response to what's going on? And the difference there is the response is thought out. And then is this worth the relationship why is this a problem that that's a really good question why is the why am i engaging in this process and why is it such a problem what am i willing to pay so we talk earlier about what's the cost and we need to ask ourselves well am i willing to pay that cost if if the person were to die tomorrow or i were to die tomorrow would this still be a problem right we kind of weave that question into that fourth question and then the last question is uh is it wise is it something that's right for the short term the long term and for your legacy is it wise to engage this conflict a lot of conflicts or not. If you just want to have more peace, just fight less. Just walk away. I I know, oh, that's just a platitude. No, it's actually an action plan. It's not a platitude. It's an action plan. Take your feet and walk away. Stand up, walk away from your keyboard, walk away from the group, whatever it is, just fight. Pick less fights. Pick less battles. The things that you're willing to fight for should be less. Period. That's it. And I'm willing to fight with you about that. That's a joke. Hopefully people catch on to that. That's a joke. That's my dry sense of humor. All right. Hopefully this episode is helpful to you. Uh, If you like it, please share it with your friends. That is the best form of advertising that we can have. Uh, I appreciate it so much. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.